reference for today's chat is Exodus chapter 16. The Israelites have been resting at the 12 springs of Elam, having been directed there after their testing of their trust in God at the bitter waters of Marah. From this haven, they set off into the wilderness of Sin, which must be crossed to reach Mount Sinai from Elam. And script, as scripture says, they set out from Elam and all the congregation of the people of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai on the 15th day of the second month after they had departed from the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people of Israel said to them, would that we have died in the hand of the Lord and eat in the land of Egypt when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out here into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. End of scripture. A thought here is that sin, however you look at it, will always lead to a spiritual wilderness as it interdicts your fellowship with God. A wilderness experience by a believer is when a believer endures discomfort, trials, and perhaps tribulation. Remember in Exodus thirteen seventeen, God did not lead the Israelites by the way of the land of the Philistines because they would have been faced with immediate conflict. It is probable that the people might very well have changed their mind about leaving Egypt. Even with an estimated 3 million people and animals, it would not have taken more than 12 days to travel from Egypt to Canaan through the Philistia which it seems to me must have influenced their ration decisions. How much food and supplies do you think they would have packed for those 12 days? But at this point, it is the 15th day of the second month since departure. I have to believe that they were very, very hungry. So they begin to grumble. It has to be the fault of leadership. Mind you, they were untouched by 10 plagues that decimated the Egyptians. The Red Sea was open for them. Pharaoh's army was destroyed and a miraculous changing of the water from bitter to sweet. There seemed to be no memory of past blessings and deliverances. What have you done for me today, God, was the question. The Lord responds to their complaints with quail for meat in the evening and manna in the morning so that the people will know it came directly from the Lord. Note, that the bread is fresh daily. When the people went out to collect the manna, they exclaimed they had never seen anything like it and asked, in verse 15, what is it? That's the meaning of the Hebrew word manna. What is it? They took <coughs> too much to become wormy, and when it told not to gather on the Sabbath, they still went to the field to gather. They just could not follow the instructions of the Lord. Perhaps we should all ask ourselves, how are we doing in those two areas? Scripture tells us that the Israelites did this. Some gathered more and some gathered less. When they measured it by the Omer, he, <clears throat> he who gathered much had no access and he who gathered little had no shortfall. Let's review that harvesting result. The ones who gathered a lot did not have too much and the ones who gathered just a small amount, add all they needed. The manna is a supernatural bread. It started at God's word. It will melt in the sun, but one can bake it. It is new every morning, except on the Sabbath, when the people were supposed to rest. 
It would not keep overnight except on the night before the Sabbath. And it kept coming for all those years the Israelites were in the desert until that day they crossed the Jordan into the promised land. And in that day it stopped. It was supernatural bread, a miraculous blessing of God. The principle of each person having just what they needed is picked up by Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. For I do not mean that others should be eased by your burden, but that as a matter of fairness, your abundance at the present time should supply their need, so that their abundance may supply your need, and there may be fairness. As it is written, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no lack. God has some wealth, has so much wealth and blessings that might be shared with others, and there should be no want. We are to take what we have after our needs are met and build it into our priorities as generosity. Such was the blessing of the manna. God has a heaven full of manna and supplies what we need when we trust him. The Christian principle here is live on what the Lord supplies to you. Our God is a God of bold provision. Exodus 17:35, and the sons of Israel ate the manna 40 years until they came to the border in the land of Canaan, and it stopped. The next is Massa and Meribah. Shalom and blessings. Have a good day.